0: almost missed it of watching the Tucker Putin interview. I made
1: it though. That's out. That's what I'm doing tonight. Uh, we are we are live. There's a few of you in the Discord just so you know the video format is on YouTube. There is a link in the events tab at the top of the Discord channels. You're going to be missing a lot if you can't see it. So I would recommend moving over to YouTube. Because both of you are, are new and can't talk yet anyways. So I would go to YouTube. There's going to be a lot up on the screen tonight. Specifically tonight, it's going to be content heavy. So I'd move over to YouTube. Like I said, there's a link you can find at the top of the Discord channels in the events tab. Tonight, we've got Agenda 2030. Also known as the Great Reset. They are in fact the same thing. Contrary to some things that I have heard, I don't, I don't understand the disconnect fully, but they, they are, in fact, identical. So that's what we're going to be going into this evening, and we're going to start with the biblical view, actually, to, to get a little bit of context here. Dylan, there you are, man. So so I guess real, 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 super fast, super fast before we start. So just because I know there are a handful of new people in the discord, this is how this all works. So this is, this is Thursday night. Thursday night is a topic based discussion. Everybody votes every week. Normally there are some odd weeks like this week where I just kind of decide what we're doing, but it's, it's few and far between most of the time you will see, or you will be tagged in a post in the announcement section of the discord and there will be something that looks like this. This is a poll. I'll post a bunch of topics, a few topics, and then everybody votes as a community on what we want to talk about on Thursday night. This is, we call this the Theist Thesis. We sit here for an hour, two hours, and we talk about whatever you guys pick that you want to talk about. We are multicasting to YouTube as well as Rumble in case something happens with YouTube, go to Rumble. But the always good fail safe is that the voice channel in Discord is running the whole time. So if the stream ever goes down, Discord is still running and we continue on there. The Discord podcast voice channel is also where you can join the conversation live. So you'll probably hear some other people talking besides me tonight. You might not, but usually you will. And that is where that happens. So that's that's how you hear anybody who is not me. They're in the voice channel with me in order to speak on the stream, though, you will need to become a verified speaker in Discord. That does not cost money. You don't have to do anything. You just need to be active in the community for a while. We need to get to know you a bit, and then at some point, we will make you a verified speaker, at which point, any Thursday, any Saturday, and even on Sunday if you want, you can come on and you can talk. So that, that's how that all works, just so everybody's kind of on the same page with it. The Discord also, if you're watching this later or whatever, the, the number one thing to be aware of is the Events tab up here in the top left of the channels. Saturday is the next stream because we're running Thursday right now. Thursday, like I said, is a Theist Thesis podcast, topic-based discussion. You guys pick. You can come on and talk. Otherwise, everybody just hangs out in the YouTube chat. Sunday night at 6 p.m. Central Time, we do a live Bible study. It's an exegetical study, so we break down every freaking word in absolute great depth. We go through the Greek, all that jazz. Super deep dive. And then Saturday, we do just straight news and culture, whatever happened this week, We cover the biggest headlines, the biggest stuff that's going on, the things that impact us the most, and we discuss those things there. Beyond that, you figure it out. There's topics for anything you could possibly want to talk about, and there's wildly smart people in Discord, much smarter than me. So anyways, tonight, Agenda 2030, The Great Reset, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to run through the biblical view because that is our context, right? So we're going to run over the biblical view. Because there is nothing is obviously remarked directly in the Bible, contrary to what some people say. But there are definitely indications of of a connection between possibly some relevatory literature and Agenda 2030. So we're going to hit that. Then we're going to go to the place that you would always want to go for the best quality academic information. And that is Reddit. And we're going to run through what do people think about the Great Reset? And then we're going to run through some statistics of, of how the Great Reset has already started. If you think this happens in 2030, you've completely dropped the ball. This is all happening. It's all moving. And in some of the categories, we're actually relatively deep into it, where we're, some people think we're, we're beyond the point of possible return with several things. So we'll talk about that. The, the main things here are CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. I'm a big finance guy. I'm a big crypto guy. I do all that stuff. So I'm, you know, it's something that's been talked about for a very long time. It also is already in effect. That is already happening. A renter economy, a renter only economy to be specific. A one world government, which overarched the whole thing. Social credit scores, digital IDs, 15 minute cities, and the phasing out of certain nutritional staples that humanity has always relied on things like dairy, things like meat, natural foods in replacement for either lesser natural foods. You hear the things about the crickets. That also has already been going on. You can already buy things made with cricket from burgers to chips that already exists. People already eat them. And some schools, in some countries, they already give it out to the kids. So those, those are kind of the primary things. So first I do wanted to show you this, and I'll leave this link in the chat in case you want to look at this later. I can also put it in Discord when we're done. This is straight from the United Nations. You get the preamp. It's very long. I've I've obviously read the entire thing, I mean, several times, but this lists everything. So people, planet, prosperity, peace, partnership, and then they give you a declaration. Like I said, it's relatively long. They give you their vision, our shared principles and commitments, our world today. If you keep going, you can get into. Some some important things. And the ironic thing about this being called a conspiracy is that most of the quotes the conspiracy people use are direct quotes from Schwab and other people with the WEF. They're not made up quotes, they're direct quotes. It's exactly what they said. So just something to be aware of. And as you read through this, if you decide to dedicate some of your time to it later, Sustainable Development Goals, that is a very good section to read through. And then they break those goals down. If you actually read this at, at a later date, you will be like, oh, it's all relatively plain. It's all, it's all pretty in your face. They obviously make it sound good. They, they twist and turn things to a certain degree. But it's, it's all here. Like I said, very, very long. Very, very long. So I left it there. I'll leave it in the Discord as well if you want to look at it. But the biblical view, real quick. So in his apocalyptic vision in the book of Revelation, the Apostle John sees the beast whom we identify as the Antichrist. This is also here. Let me pull this up for you. So anybody who's new to, you know that often I like to start these streams with gotquestions.org. And it's not necessarily because I agree with them. In many cases, it's because I don't. But as a Christian, specifically a newer Christian, but even a seasoned Christian, most of the time when you as a Christian have a question, what do you do? You Google it. It's just what people do. And most of the time, gotquestions.org, who has a very specific denominational and theological bend, which you need to be aware of, because everything they teach is from that bend. It's not, it's not, it's not, um, it's, God, why am I, I at a total loss. It's not an open interpretation. It's a specific interpretation. They have specific views. And so that comes across in all of their interpretation. But the reason that I always bring up gotquestions.org is because this is where most people will land. So we always, almost always read through this and then we kind of pick it apart. Oftentimes, I personally agree with it. Some other people disagree with it. Oftentimes, I totally disagree with it. Some of you agree with it. I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. But the fact that we go over it matters to me. So in his apocalyptic vision of the book of Revelation, the Apostle John sees the beast whom we identify as the Antichrist rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Comparing this vision to Daniel's similar one, we can conclude that some sort of world governance system will be inaugurated by the beast, the most powerful horn who will wage war against God's holy people and conquer them. The ten-nation confederacy is also seen in the statue of Daniel, where the final world government consists of 10 entities represented by the, stat, the statues, 10 toes. Whoever the 10 nations are and however they come to unite, scripture is clear that the beast will subdue three of them and the rest will do his bidding. John describes the ruler of this vast empire as having power and great authority given to him by Satan himself. This ruler receives worship from all the world, quote, and will have authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation, quote. Those are reminiscent of the Great Reset. Those are reminiscent of what Klaus Schwab talks about. And Klaus Schwab and friends will say, this person will truly be the leader of a one-world government that is recognized as sovereign over all other governments. We see nations today willing to give up some of their sovereignty to combat climate change, It's easy to imagine that the disasters and plagues described in Revelation 6-11 through would create such a monumental crisis that the nations of the world will embrace anything and anyone who promises a solution. That's reminiscent to what? Something we all went through. A word I'm not going to say because whether YouTube likes it or whether YouTube says they don't care anymore or not, statistics show they do, but it's the C word. We, We all lived it for several years. A monumental crisis that the nations of the world will embrace anything and anyone who promises a solution. We lived that. And there's a lot of word of something possibly in the near future, five, 10 years, if not sooner, that's similar. Once entrenched in power, the beast or the Antichrist and the power behind him, Satan, will move to establish absolute control. In demanding worship, Satan edges towards his goal of being like God, the Isaiah 14. To truly control people, Commerce must be controlled. That's reminiscent of CBDCs, which we'll get into later. Revelation 13 describes how this will happen. Everyone, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, will be forced to receive some type of mark. That's reminiscent of digital IDs. On their right hands or on their foreheads. Some people obviously bring up things like Neuralink. There have been other things as well but that's the hot one right now because we just had the first implantation of Neuralink last week. No doubt the majority of people in the world will receive the mark simply to survive. This new system of commerce will be universal, it will be compulsory, and it will be associated with the worship of the beast. There is a great deal of speculation as to what form this mark will take and how it will be affixed, but the technologies available right now could accomplish it easily. Those who are left behind after the rapture of the church will be faced with an excruciating choice accept the mark of the beast or face starvation and horrific persecution by the antichrist and his followers but those who come to christ during that time those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life
0: will choose to endure even through martyrdom give me one second here all right so there's that catch up for a second and then it will roll
1: into the next thing Ruth, good to see you, Lilith, Pastora, the floof. Nat, any opinions on moving toward a more plant-based diet because of how far factory farming has gone? I don't see how else we can sustain so many people and stay relatively humane. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an impossible question, right? It's a moral dilemma. I struggle with it very frequently. I get that. I went through a period of that. I did. It's, it's really hard. I eat steak several times a week. Problem solved. <laughs> That's why I tried to do the whole, uh, I tried to not eat meat for a while. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it, honestly. But yeah, I mean, the conditions are terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a very good question. It's, a, it's an absolute moral dilemma. I mean, more of the mass slaughtering of living beings. It's almost impossible to not treat animals as products in today's day and age, and it makes me kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, it is sad. And from like a Christian perspective, the ethics of animals, I'm, from a Christian perspective, you, eating animals
0: is 100% fine. But perhaps the ethics, or maybe not. Mikkel, I never thought
1: I'd hear Joe reading from Revelation. It's hard not to on a day like today, man. Nat, you're good. I, I agree with your moral dilemma. I just don't know if there's a possible solution. Unless, unless we do what we're doing and depopulate to a degree that we can sustain that. Also, though, if you think about it, there's a lot of free space all over earth, like a lot of it, like a whole lot of it. So, I mean, technically with the money that we have in the U S and the space that we have in the U S, is there really a valid reason for why we don't farm to, to a much higher degree? Is there a reason that we raise chickens in warehouses rather than using unused fields? I don't, I'm not a professional at this topic by any means, but just a thought, just a thought. It would be more expensive and the revenue would probably be lower because you wouldn't be able to actually charge people for what it costs to make that happen. So it's, I mean, economically it would be very difficult, but geographically, I think it's something that would be possible. Winged path, do you feel we are in the end times now? I am not the guy to ask. Every generation has thought they're in the end times. Mikkel shared the China vid with dude playing with his hand. What is that in the discord? I'll find it. I'll find it. Look up the dark side of the plant-based industry or don't. If you want to feel a sense of hope in life. Yeah. The problem is like the, the vegan vegetarian side nat is just as bad. It's just as bad. It's, I mean, slightly less bad, I suppose, morally, possibly ethically, possibly because they're not, you know, living things. But is there, is there
0: that much of a difference? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. All right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, so one one of the big things, the goal,
1: if you had to sum up the goal of this whole thing, one of, if not the biggest and possibly one that kind of stretches over everything is a shared global economy that promotes equity and inclusion. And if you're in the US or you're in the UK or you're, you're in any developed country, I'd be shocked if you haven't had this, this goal shoved down your throat. Perhaps you just didn't know where it came from. This is its origin. Its origin is between the, the UN and WEF more more likely coming directly from Schwab and Friends. Schwab and Friends would be a great band name as well, just as a side note. The shared global economy that promotes equity and inclusion. Personally, I'm really tired of hearing that. I'm super tired of hearing it. Because it's, it's one, it's never going to happen. It's absolutely impossible unless you, you flip it on its head and act hypocritically. There's, there's no way to, to have equity and inclusion the way that they're doing it now, because what are they doing now? They've just made the people who are supposed to be the oppressors now oppressed and, and, and outcomes are no longer contingent on your effort, your skills. They're contingent on, on equal outcome, which means they're contingent on nothing. So equity, in case you don't know, equity is very different from equality. They're two entirely different words and we've begun to use in developed worlds in developed countries, we've begun to use equity and equality as if they're synonymous, and they're not. Equity, equity is the equal outcome. Regardless of anything, so regardless of your skills, regardless of your degrees, regardless of your time spent in a field, regardless of anything, any work you've done, it doesn't matter. Equity means everybody gets it, and it's not based on anything. Equality equality is equal opportunity so we're talking equal outcomes versus equal opportunity and what's being pushed with this agenda is equal outcomes for everybody it's a socialist agenda essentially it's a, it's a it's rooted in communism which we know from all of world history it it doesn't work it doesn't work it's never worked it's probably never going to work it's just not a thing that is functionally possible what the W.E. What the W.E.F. just said about the Bible. So listen to this real quick. Let me get you some volume.
2: At Joe, communism here. Um, AI can create new ideas. Can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. That Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. And
0: just like that, the forum contributor is now suggesting that... Okay. Was that actually caught by everybody? I'm gonna play it again.
1: Now, when when you listen to him, what's being what's being laid out here is the replacement of God. So listen to him. Actually listen. Internalize what the dude is saying. Can
2: create new ideas. Can AI. AI can create new ideas. Even write a new Bible. We you know throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. every religion claims our book, all the books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct, that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. And just like that,
0: I'm having a hard time choosing how to articulate this.
1: If if you don't know who that is, I can leave a link. He's had some other pretty hot things come out recently, but this was one that this is one that kind of blows you away a little bit. The insinuation is that religions will be replaced and that AI will at some point rewrite the the religious stories. And and to him and his view because ai is the arbiter of information it's it's the full collective of truth that that will replace god the ai what he's saying without saying it is that ai is god and that it will be the true god it will be the real god and that all of these man-made religions man-made bibles because humans wrote them with you know inspired from god every religion believes basically their scriptures are inspired from god so from a Christian perspective, I mean, we obviously believe that to what degree kind of depends on who you are, but that it's inspired in some way by God through people. His thing is that AI will rewrite these and that they will actually be correct. Now, so the, the turning over of the religious system has been in effect for a long time in a lot of different ways. The C word, what we all went through, lockdowns, what happened with them, there, there was a huge hit to religions everywhere, but Christianity specifically in the United States specifically, the statistics are super super bad, and they they did not recover in in even a meaningful way compared to where they were where they were before. So if something like that happens again during a period where AI is functioning the way it is, and AI begins to rewrite things like this, you will have a large amount of people that flip and turn. You you some of the things we've talked about progressive Christianity that takes God out of Christianity and and everything else functions as is. So to the naked eye, it seems like a version, just a denomination of Christianity, but we've gone through that in depth. We know that that's not even remotely true. They've bastardized every meaningful part of Christianity, (laughs) All, all of the essential doctrine. We talk a lot about denominations and how denominations are dumb, in my opinion, because we all believe the general essential doctrines. We all believe the same things that matter. And we argue about the things that even Paul said, these things don't matter. You guys argue about things that don't matter. Well, that's exactly what we're still doing. Progressive Christianity has removed the things that matter and has kept the things that don't matter so that it looks, walks, and talks like Christianity, but it is fundamentally blasphemy. And this would be very similar, but it would be manifested in a different way. I've got another article here that was just interesting. So again, I, I don't like just shoving things down my throat from people who agree with me. So this is very much against the conspiracies, quote unquote, about this whole thing. So it says, from banning meat to indoctrinating children, these are some of the conspiracies about the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which remember that is Agenda 2030. Now we're not gonna read this because it's long. I just wanna hit the bullet points here. So the, the main points this author had, the migratory invasion. We've talked about this a lot basically every Saturday because of what's going on in the U.S. It's hot. If you're new, uh, I would recommend watching some of the Saturday streams that we've had, their news and culture. We've gone into this in depth, so we're we're not going to now. But the insinuation here is that there is no migratory invasion. There is not. The facts they're saying, they're fact-checking the conspiracy, is that in 2030, Agenda notes that migration is a powerful quote Quote, powerful driving agent of sustainable development. Can you just like logically think about that for two seconds? I live somewhere that's a sanctuary state. I was actually just down by where a lot of people are being housed who have come into the country illegally. I just saw it today with my own eyes. It's not sustainable. It's not humane. It's not ethical to to either the people who already lived here, but it's also not ethical to the people that are coming here. The conditions are being put in here are also not great. I just saw them in in person. I just saw them. Powerful driving agent of sustainable development. How do you sustainably develop a society that you cannot keep up with? You can't. You absolutely cannot. So it's, it's ass backwards. The next one they have is the destruction of the family. The hoax, they said, is gender ideology, seeks the destruction of the family. The fact is the goal aims to end all forms of discrimination against all women and girls everywhere. These two things have nothing to do with each other. And this is why you need to be really careful about what garbage you read and what garbage you listen to. They have nothing to do with each other. The destruction of the family is happening in a lot of different ways. And in my opinion, it began to really ramp up with Reagan and no-fault divorce. It's not just a gender thing. It's not just an LGBTQ thing. That's just the newest, hottest thing. This has been going on for a very long time. But to say the hoax is gender ideology seeks the destruction of the family, one, it kind of does. You have children being ripped away from parents. You have human beings having no idea who they are, a a, a complete loss of identity. And if you lose your identity as a man, how can you be a husband? How can you run a, a, a productive household? You can't. If you're a woman, how do you be a proper mother? And if you have no idea who you are, you can't. And then in the crazy states where they, they are literally removing kids from homes where parents are like, no, you're not. You're three years old, you're not trans. Many, many boys wear dresses at two and three. Many girls play with trucks. You're not trans. They're in some states like California, they're removing kids from the home. It is the destruction of the family. It absolutely is the destruction of the family. The goal is to, for per Agenda 2030, end all forms of discrimination against all women and girls everywhere. I think that we could all agree with that. It says nothing about the destruction of the family. It's conflation of terms. It's conflations of ideologies to get you hooked on something if you're brainless. Don't be brainless. The climate, religion, I don't care to get too into that. But the hoax is the UN wants to ban the consumption of meat and milk, which is is relatively true we haven't seen this come into any any kind of full effect at this point so you know it's a wait and see thing the hoax they say is you will only be able to move within your neighborhood which is 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 starting to happen it's starting to happen and we'll get to something with that too that's really interesting the indoctrination of children i don't know how you disagree with this at this point the hoax they said is quality education aims to indoctrinate Children, I don't think that's the hoax. Garbage education aims to indoctrinate children. You hear stories from every state across the entire United States, in the UK, in Australia, in New Zealand, of children being pulled out of schools at alarming rates. You have people that during COVID never put their kid back in school because they got to see, finally, what they were being taught, and they were not about it. But this is never-ending news. These stories are never-ending they continue to come out. They'll continue to come out. I just saw some something today about a kindergarten teacher who who also is doing is doing adult content. I'll say, but it's much more than that. It's much more than that. You have another um, another. I believe it's a daycare worker in Colorado who was just caught doing wicked things with children. This is never ending. It will never end. I don't know how you'd argue with this at this point. It's absolutely wild. All right, moving along. I have so much here, and I'm gonna to try to get through at least half of it, and then we'll do a part two of this. We check the chat real quick. AI is the tree algorithm of knowledge of good and evil. Yes, I've had similar thoughts lately about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Back to being house cat, I'll try to pop in later. Good luck, babe. O'Hare, Joe, the migrant in housing, yeah, so O'Hare, I was actually on the south side today. So I was, I was on the south side near South Shore. Uh, not quite, but near it. And I, I got to see, so I'll tell you that story real quick. Um, I, 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 I live in a sanctuary state, like I said, and I was down in the city on the, the southern end of the city. And I got to see finally firsthand the very obvious tent cities. I got to, I've seen pictures. I've seen videos. Uh, you know, they, they've been going around where I live. It's whatever. But being able to, I I was on the street next to them, driving. I had a job in the South Southside. I was there, and I got to see the what used to be just homeless encampments where you'd have a couple of raggedy tents and and some tarps and some people just trying to live their life. Uh, you know, no problem. What, it's it exists in every major city. It's you know it's very normal. Now in those same places where I used to see that. It was a conglomerate. It, it, was, it was an entire community of NGO-funded materials. And I know that because they were all uniform. So every, every This whole city block where some houses have been demoed were just full of beautiful tents. You could tell they were brand new. Beautiful pop-up tents, all neon orange with blue tarps that you can tell were issued by the NGOs as people were being brought in, being bussed in. They, they, the, the mayor here, I believe it was the mayor or the governor, somebody here, they proposed that we build actual, like, I don't know the, I don't want to say the word that's in my head, but essentially a, a camp, I'll just say a camp. They wanted to build actual camps to put people in. It got shot down by the community. They're like, no, no, we're not doing that. But that was proposed. So instead you just have everywhere that a couple homeless people used to be is now flooded with these NGO funded tents and and a bunch of people just everywhere, everywhere. It was, it was absolutely wild theme. All right. The great reset is partially correct. This user says for those of you who are unfamiliar, the great reset is a conspiracy theory that specifically states the following one, the world economic forum seeks to disenfranchise the poor worldwide and consolidate all wealth and power to wealthy elites. I'd like to just make a quick note there during COVID. We had the largest, the largest transfer of wealth in all of human history. And that, that was just one time, one period, a couple of years. The largest transfer of wealth in all of human history. Let that sink. So is that a conspiracy? Hard to say. Number two, the WEF also seeks to destroy all democracies and replace them with CCP-style dictatorships, which will prevent the rest of the population from fighting back. I have some sources on this, straight from the mouth of people in the WEF, not from conspiracy websites, not from anything. From them. Quote unquote verbatim statements that we will get into later. Number three, their ultimate goal is the first two points, is the destruction of the middle class. Happening happened during COVID with most falling into poverty. Those in poverty will be K word off will be off leading a 95% reduction in global human population from today's levels. I haven't heard this as like a structured view with a 95% reduction or anything like that. Maybe I've missed it. I'm not sure. I believe that a soft version of this is correct. The user said, I don't think that poor people are going to start being put in chambers. I don't think it's the WEF exclusively that's doing it, but I do believe the following bullets as my CVM. Big corporations are fiduciarily obligated to grow their wealth as much as possible. This means that not only do they need to consider taking from the poor and the middle class, but they actually are legally obligated to do so if it's advantageous. That has always been true, though. That's that's been true ever since the stock market has existed, just so we're all clear with that. Because of that first bullet, these same corporations are under no legal obligation to consider the long term well being of those they're disenfranchised. It, it, it is for a CPA or a CFA, somebody who handles your, your investment accounts, they are legally bound to, to make decisions with your financial benefit in mind. If they make bad calls against your financial benefit, it's, it's, they're breaking their license. It goes against their licensing requirements. In fact, these same megacorporations would benefit from an increasingly restricted democracy where their lobbying and bribery would have more sway over legislation and the consequences of their actions on it, the broader population would not be punished or addressed. A good example of how bullet one is big investment firms and banks buying single-family homes. to a point where 40% of said homes may be owned by Wall Street and rented out in 2030 during covid this happened at a mass scale. And I was just talking to somebody here locally, actually, uh, I think of my kid's karate, who was trying to buy a home here. And every time they put an offer in, they would be outbid. And they put an offer in and they'd be outbid. And they come to find out it was an investment company that they were bidding against. This, this has actively been happening aggressively for the past five years. It's obviously been happening forever, but it was at a much, much smaller rate. Now, it's very normal for you to go to buy a home and then a, an investment company or investment corporation be notified that you're trying to buy the home for X cost, X price. And then they will literally just bid you out of the market. They do this by buying homes way over market value. They'll just bid you until you cannot bid anymore so that they own that home. And then they rent the home out. This article here that he, he, uh, He popped in there. Wall Street has purchased hundreds of thousands of single-family homes since the Great Recession. Here's what that means for rental prices. We're not going to read it, but what it means is that rent goes up. There's the long and short. TLDR. I love that they're saying Wall Street when actually the this is essentially three major firms, and I'm sure you can guess who they are: BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. They're I think it's something like more than 80% of the homes that are being bought by quote-unquote Wall Street is BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. So it's not Wall Street. It's the three companies that essentially own the world. All right, that's it for that one. And then I want to pull this over real quick. And then we're going to get into some of these statistics. I want this to be just wildly clear. What do you think about the Great Reset? If you haven't heard of it, it's a vague agenda spit. We're going to skip that. I'm afraid to say that nobody else that has any say seems to be seems to have any better ideas and it looks like everything is heading in the direction anyways towards agenda 2030 for example i think there's a high probability at least 10 percent of american population is going to be evicted or foreclosed on by the end of next year and that's being optimist optimistic this was three years ago now he's got a link here too. up to 40 million americans face eviction in 2020 this was obviously covid so this was this you you have to take all of this into account when you're looking at statistics. COVID was a it was what's called a black swan in the financial world. It was a statistical anomaly. Up to forty million Americans face eviction in two thousand twenty. Number of Americans in renter households by eviction risk in two thousand twenty. Tenants at risk of eviction of if tenants at risk of eviction in two thousand twenty is in the red. Tenants with limited to no eviction risk are in the blue. You need to remember that during this time, renters were actually in a better place than homeowners, property owners, because of what the government was providing as far as they they weren't allowing a lot of people to be evicted. So you have to take that into account. He also said Yelp reported that about 60% of small businesses will not reopen after the first wave of lockdowns. That is another thing that is happening. If all of the small businesses, or if, the, if a, if a lion's share of small businesses go out of business, they cannot practice anymore. Who takes that place in the market? The large corporations. Who did great during COVID? Walmart. They did delivery. Amazon. Obviously, they were, they were built for lockdowns. Amazon was built for lockdowns. Amazon killed it. Record numbers. Who did not do well? Mom and pop shops. Because you weren't allowed to go there. Who did not do well? Small gyms. They didn't do well. They, they don't have a windfall. Small restaurants don't have a windfall. Small toy stores don't have a windfall. None of these small businesses had anywhere to go. and Much of the government assistance was hard to get or was not given out. All of that, to some degree, was a lie. Yelp data shows 60% of business closures due to the coronavirus pandemic are now permanent. That's more than half, more than half. As of August 31st, some 163,000, roundup, roundup, 164,000 businesses have indicated on Yelp that they have closed a 23% increase since mid-July. According to Yelp data, Permanent closures have reached 97, call it 98,000, representing 60%
0: of closed businesses that won't be reopening. Now, evictions in 2020. Preliminary analysis, eviction filing patterns
1: in 2021. So from 2020 to 2021, COVID's still a thing. However, it's winding down. We estimate that nationwide, at least 1.36 million eviction cases were prevented in 2020. But the important thing, like I mentioned a minute ago, to understand is that this covers renters. Sure. However, during this period, owners of rental properties got absolutely screwed. Tenants were able to simply not pay rent in many cases and not face an eviction. Yet owners had to continue paying property tax paying for insurance, and maintenance costs. However, that doesn't take full effect into th- until 2022. 2022, we're looking at landlords, property owners that are renting out. Landlords filed nearly nearly a million evictions across the sites that we tracked, an increase of 78.6%. Compared to 2020. So in 2020 and 2021. Eviction numbers go down. Why? Because tenants have the upper hand. Due to what's going on. Property owners get shafted. Get completely screwed. 2022. Landlords regain the upper hand. And they evict like crazy. These people who have been sitting. And not paying rent. 78%.
0: Call it 79. 79% increase. That's wild. Oh, wrong one. All right, here you go. And this is the crux of all of it. And then we're moving on from property in case you have no interest in this.
1: This is really important. Like, this is wildly important to understand. Look at this chart. This is home prices and the median against the median income ratio. It's the home prices versus the median income. What does that mean? That means if you're not a financial person, and you don't care. This is what we're going to do to make this fun. I'm going to pull this. So it only gives us from, let's call it 2004. Okay. Up until today. So what, what was this here in the 2008 era, the housing bubble? This was, this was when everything went to hell in the United States. All these defaults, all these people lost their homes. People died like wild numbers of people died due to the housing bubble and then the crash that followed that is this okay so the height here is the problem you inflate and you inflate and you inflate and it's all inflated it's not real and then when when all of that comes tumbling down it's a massive problem and this is when everybody lost their jobs everybody lost their homes and a lot of people lost their lives okay we are right back in this same motion and we are nearing a peak Everybody still is talking about how the housing market is great. The stock market is great. Sure, it's inflated. It's inflated. It's inflated from money printing, which is unsustainable. It's inflated from a million different things that are not sustainable over time. This will be used, in my opinion, to usher in something such as a central bank digital currency. Banks will continue to collapse. Over the past two years, a lot of banks have collapsed, in case you were unaware. A lot of small banks have collapsed. They've gone out of business. I think as we, can, as we continue to inflate into unrealistic home prices, unrealistic um, costs of living just in general, so food prices, gas prices, all of that will continue to inflate. And then eventually you have to pay the piper, man. You can't just keep printing money and acting like everything is fine. That's not real. It's, none of it is real. We're all playing with monopoly money right now. And eventually that will catch up to society. It will. It always does. So eventually it will. This could keep going up for years, several years, but eventually it will crash and it will be a harder and deeper fall than what happened in 2008. That's my, that's my opinion. So back to Agenda 2030, what does that matter? What does any of this matter? It matters because when banks continue to collapse, when the housing market collapses, you have within the housing market, you have BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, buying up all the houses now at phenomenally high prices, what will they do when the housing market crashes and you become a forced seller? They're gonna buy your house at an an incredibly low price because you will be a forced seller. So if they're buying up wild numbers of houses for crazy amounts, way above market, they're gonna buy up everything else when the market crashes. So there's the housing market. CBDCs are a beautiful thing when banks collapse. If banks begin to collapse and they, can no, they no longer have your money, whether you're in Chase or Wells Fargo or whatever you might be in, if your bank collapses, you don't have any money. So one thing that is being proposed, and I think it's a phenomenally possible thing that might happen, is if the banks continue to collapse, the government will come in and say, okay, no problem, no problem, baby. Download this app. We will reimburse you 100%. In USDC, which is the United States digital currency, which already exists. I have used it. Crypto people know that this already exists because it's usable right now. But they'll pay you back in some kind. It might be different from USDC, but it will be something that is completely controlled by the government. 100%. What, what is the actual real deal with CBDCs? Every cent is fully trackable. You will live in a cashless society. You can buy nothing without the government being aware of it. There will be a record of every single thing you've ever done financially. Easily shut down. It's easily frozen, which would disable you from making any purchases anywhere for any reason with anyone. Whether it's peer-to-peer, which is person-to-person, something like Venmo or PayPal, it's all tracked, which it already is right now, but it would all be tracked centrally. Whereas the government right now has to subpoena PayPal or subpoena Venmo or subpoena Chase for Zell. if it was CBDC, they wouldn't have to do anything. They hold all of those keys. It's theirs. One example was the truckers during COVID. During COVID in Canada, the truckers got their bank accounts frozen because it is that easy. So truckers, if they had something like Bitcoin or they had cash, then they're okay. They have another means of trade to be able to get things they need. If everything moves to CBDCs, you have no other means of trade whatsoever, which is why one of the conspiracies is that they'll make people so broke, they'll disable them from using digital currency, and these people will just die. You won't be able to get food. You won't be able to get anything. You will eventually just drop off. CBDCs tie to digital currencies, which if we have time, we'll get into in a little bit. But just understand, the, the, the prices of the homes going up, the rate of your income is not keeping up, which is why most people my age, younger, are, are never going to be able to own a home unless you have some a wildly good job, unless you're relatively wealthy or you inherit some kind of money. But, it, but a normal person working a normal salary, working a normal job, getting a, a normal salary, that salary is not competing with the inflation of the housing market. It's making it impossible for you to own anything. Same thing with cars. Most people cannot just buy a car. You're taking a loan out that you're fixed to to three years at best. You're fixed to five years, seven years, 15 years, depending on on your credit, depending on your down payment. Part of the whole thing with, with Agenda 2030 is that you will own nothing and you will be happy. And people act like that's a conspiracy quote or something. That's exactly what Schwab said. You can find videos of it. It's a direct quote you will eventually own nothing we will all it will be a shared economy of renting only if you need a computer you would rent it if you your iphone you're going to rent that you don't own anything it's easier that
0: way it's it's equity we're going for equity you don't own any of this stuff anymore imagine taking a loan out
1: to buy meat in a few years yeah you 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 will have so little that you will have nothing. It's, 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 the, it's the wildest thing, just the, the out in plain view that all of it is. Just how honest and open they are about all of it. All right, I love, I love this here, okay? And if, if you watch, I love this because when this first came out, the Saudis, I think it was the Saudis, who first put this out, uh, I think it was two years ago. I remember looking at this and just being absolutely wowed. If you're somebody who watches, uh, I, think, I think it was Ghost would know. Was it Tim Pool who had this up recently? But th- this first got put out, I think I saw it on Twitter in 2022. And I'm like, ah, there's no way they actually follow through with this. You know, like there's, there's no way that this becomes an actual thing.
0: But lo and behold, it's happening. So this is what this is. It's Neom,
1: the future of urban living, a cognitive city stretching across 170 kilometers from the epic mountains of Neom across inspirational desert valleys to the beautiful Red Sea, a mirrored architectural masterpiece towering 500 meters above, the sea, uh, above sea level, but a land-saving 200 meters wide. The line is what they call it redefines the concept of urban development and what cities of the future will look like. Logan's Run was a documentary. So no roads, no cars, no emissions. It will run on 100% renewable energy and 95% of land will be preserved for nature. People's health and well-being will be prioritized over transportation and infrastructure, unlike traditional cities. This is actually in the process of being excavated right now. You can can find photos of it. The line will eventually accommodate 9 million people and will be built on a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. This will mean a reduced infrastructural footprint, creating a never-before-seen efficiencies in city functions. The ideal climate all year round will ensure that residents can enjoy the surrounding nature Residents will also have access to all daily essentials within five minute walk. So you're hitting 15 minute cities too. In addition to high speed rail with an end-to-end transit of 20 minutes. So you'll be able to get from one side to the other in 20 minutes. This is kind of their idea of what it would look like on the inside. You have walkway. It, it essentially it looks like uh it looks like um there's a shoot, there's a couple of video games that it really reminded me of. I can't remember which ones. I think cyberpunk is one of them, but there's another one. There's another one. But you, you're living in, in, in the literal line. The line will tackle the challenges facing humanity and urban life today and will shine a light on alternative ways to live. We cannot not ignore the livability and environmental crisis facing our world cities, blah, 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 blah. What is one thing that I immediately think about when I see this? What if you wanted to leave? Now, they, they have some documentation where they talk about, you know, how you're, you know, you're, you're four hours from some major, you have the ability to travel. I can't remember what it was. You have the ability to travel, right? By, by sea, by air. I'm sure there's an airstrip somewhere. But will you be allowed to travel is, is, my, is what I wonder. At what point will you just not be allowed to travel? Like, this is where you live. This is it. Who gets to live here too? That's, it's beautiful. It's big, whatever it, it can't accommodate that many people. So will there be a line here and then a line, you know, a hundred miles away, another line, another line, another line where you're all just in consolidated, little, very easily managed, very easily controlled structures where you essentially plug in to the system. It's like all of, the utop- all of the utopian fears that people have, it, it's right there. All of it is possible right there. This is the culmination of every conspiracy theorist's greatest fears. You're restricted. You are confined. You are easily controlled. You're functioning off of digital currencies. You're not eating meat because there's no farming because we're saving the environment, remember? So everything is synthesized in a lab somewhere or you're eating insects. You are not able to travel.
0: It's all of it. It covers all of it. It's, it's, uh, it's wildly scary. So to make it worse,
1: here's this. there hold on this is what i wanted to see all right can you imagine it's a shopping mall that's what it reminds me of it reminds me of a large shopping mall you're could you imagine not leaving that that is your life in a shopping mall you now live inside of a shopping mall cat i saw your comment hold on let me find that let me find that that's it son i literally sent that to you years ago and you were all dismissive and pessimistic. In short, you were you. I am the source. You're welcome by. That's probably absolutely what happened. I have a tendency to be absolutely cynical about anything anybody shows me until I spend some time on it. And I, I did. I'm sure that's what I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Is you showed me and I completely dismissed it. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. So this is in case you're like just listening, you're not watching. They're showing a generated version of what Manhattan would look like with this same thing. So New York popula- population and then they're they're reimagining it and creating their own version of what the line might look like. Into a vertical city, they're showing all this lush landscape around it looks very, very alluring, very beautiful, very, uh, very save the planet. You know, save the seals, save the whales. A sustainable way of life. It's atrocious. It's awful to look at. It's horribly terrifying to look at. Nah, that's us floof. They live on land with total fruit. All right, let me, I've been completely ignoring this. So let me run through here real quick. And then I'm going to open the discord and anything that's in there, we'll run through. And then we'll see, we'll see where we're doing on time. I got to keep this under 2 hours tonight. No traveling. No sinister her. Why would you be able to travel? You'll own nothing, you'll go nowhere, and you'll be happy. How do you give it back when you're done? The meat? No, you you take a loan out, you just owe them money that you don't have. I I mean I hope perhaps they they perhaps they extract the stool. I, I the messed up thing is like, I wouldn't be that surprised. I'd be appalled. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be that surprised. A huge problem today, Alex said, is that most people don't put in the effort to learn about money and how the system works. I've been working on fixing that for my family over the past couple of years. Yeah, Alex, that was me too, man. I, I knew very little about like how the economy actually worked underneath the surface. I knew very little about any of that stuff. And now it's, it's like a huge part of my life. I feel like honestly, once you understand the economy, like the depth of the economy, how it functions, how money printing actually works, and how that affects the overall economy, your entire view of everything just shifts in, in, in an absolute manner. In, in my opinion, that was my experience. It's a debt-based system. Yes, 100%. Ruth is right on debt-based system. That's where people are easier to manage. Yop. Public Square is great, but it's no Amazon. The elites will always have better infrastructure. Looking at you, Rumble. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. Rumble's really got to pick it up. We are huge investors in Rumble. I was able to uh, get, uh, get a bunch of stock on the low low, but uh, they've got to fix some stuff, man. They've got to fix some stuff. They've got a great baseline, but man, some things that just don't run well. It's, it's interesting to me that they haven't gotten on top of that want no one to own houses and be able to rent them out. They don't understand what happens once these houses no longer belong to normal people. It's absurd. That is honestly one of my greatest fears, which is why I took you guys down the property rabbit hole in such depth. If like huge part of the American dream is like the white pick of fence. It's like, even if you never own a home, maybe you own an apartment, maybe you own a condo or own a townhouse, but like the dream is that you, you get married, you have a couple kids, and you buy a home. It's, it's, it's For most people, it's the largest purchase you make in your entire life. And it's, it's, the, it's the only thing that like, truly can get you ahead in life, which is a huge part of why they're not going to allow it. If you buy a home in a healthy economy, five years later, you should be able to make a significant amount of money on the sale of your home. If you're even halfway intelligent, you can if you can buy property at any point, it's a solid investment. It's a really good investment because you can come out wealthier, like like substantially wealthier. And they know this. And so if you can remove one, the the family in and of itself, if you can make it so all women have to work and being a a stay at home mom is economically impossible for most people. It's 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 like everything if you if you just stack all of these things on top of each other to say that this is not some kind of choreographed orchestrated um, derangement and defilement of what the family is, what society is, how we function, how we all fit together, what we can work towards to become better, to improve our lives. If you don't see just each individual line item just being ripped away one by one. I have like, you have to be brainwashed. You have to be. But the removal of owning property will be one of the most detrimental things. If I had a crystal ball, I would place all of my money on on, in 50 years. If it is no longer possible for normal people to buy a home, it, it is all going to collapse. It's all going to collapse. Everything stems off of that. Everything stems to it and then stems off of it. Probably absolutely what happened was 115% what happened. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And then I I, I bet months later I saw it again and I'm like, oh, wow, that's very interesting. And then I didn't see it again until this week. Uh, I think it was Tim Pool had a, I think it was Tim Pool that, that brought this up again. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're actually doing it. Travel via VR goggles. Dude, have you seen all these videos and pictures of people using the VR goggles? I saw one the other day of these two guys sitting across from each other in like a restaurant or McDonald's or something. And they both just got blue goggles on, like the blue screen. And they're both just like swiping sitting across from each other. It was the most awful thing to sit and watch. It made my heart hurt because that's exactly where we're going. And then eventually you'll live in the line. And you won't have the goggles. You'll be plugged into something, right? It's like, God, I, f- three years ago, I would have looked at all this stuff. And if somebody was t- saying the things I'm saying right now, I'd be like, you are you are batshit crazy. You are insane. It is not that bad. We have so much time before anybody's plugging their brain into anything. And now, like today, it's. I saw firsthand the things go to hell in a handbasket where I'm at. We see somebody plugging something into their brain. We see the line being built. There are kids getting food with crickets instead of meat. Like all of these things are happening. It is impossible to buy a house as a normal person. The stock market just keeps going up. And it's like, it's, I think right now it's three companies that are, are actually going up and they're inflating the S&P and the NASDAQ, which, which consists of hundreds of companies. There are three that are holding the entire market up, everything is fake. Everything is fake. It's absolutely wild. Going to be like Elysium, only rich live there? Yeah, see, that was one of the questions. Is that in the line initially, I think, yeah, only rich people will live there. I, th- I think a bunch of rich, well-to-do, I mean, maybe politicians, uh, world leaders will live in the line. But I think eventually, if the line works, the way they want it to, after they test it, why would they not do that? Like, I honestly, it's a great plan. The line is perfect for, for if you believe in the 2030 agenda, if you believe in the great reset, if you believe all the, you know, quote unquote conspiracies about it, which, which is basically just what it says. If you believe these things, the line, that model is a fantastic model. It's a, it's a beautiful model. It's everything they ever wanted and more. They can accomplish virtually everything easy. And if you want to go down a really dark path with it, if they were to make a bunch of these lines all over the earth, right? You're obviously going to have really nice ones for people who are wealthy. The middle class, as we discussed briefly, is already disappearing. During COVID, the middle class got destroyed, absolutely destroyed. Below the poverty line just got worse. And the wealthy got incredibly, incredibly wealthy on top of their already wealth. So if the line thing happens and you have these lines in different countries all over the place, you'll have nice lines, you know, wealthy, really, really sick lines where everything is awesome. You'll have those and wealthy people will live there. And then you'll have just poverty. So you have a bunch of lines that are just for impoverished people, the, the rest of us. What would stop them if population is a problem and, and to them it is population is a massive problem to them what would stop them from just shutting one down and what would happen what would be the outcome they would just cease to exist it, it would just they just would no longer live i guess it would be the youtube correct way to say it they wouldn't be living anymore and then you shut down another line and then they are also gone and you, sh- you, you completely can control it. With the flip of a uh, uh, switch, essentially, those people can be gone. The matrix is real. The matrix is absolutely real. We, uh, we somehow bring it up very often. I was telling an older man at church about this agenda. He said it would take a million years for it to get that way. It's already that way. It's already that way. Here's, here's a good question. I have a question. If you had to put a percentage of success for the agenda, where are we? So 100% being it's fully it's fully, hap- it's fully happening, it's done. It's done. We're all living in lines. You're plugged into the matrix. Food is being literally IV'd into you. Meat's got, meat is only in the, the wealthy people line. Where are we? If you had to put a percentage on it, I'd say we're, we're close to 50% personally. But I'd be open to hearing theories of why I'm wrong. But I have to think we're close to something like 50%. I just, uh, I feel like the writing is on the wall. Oh, good question, That Good question. Let's say, let's say, oh, God, that is a good question. Let's say global. It's a, it's a global agenda. So let's say globally, It's a global agenda, to be fair. Global agenda. So where where are we at? I have to think we're close, man. I really do. Close to that halfway mark for me. I just can't see how we're not. I'm going to pull up the Discord too. We're going to run into some of that stuff now. Globally, maybe 50%. In the US, half of that. Interesting. Interesting. I missed that fifty so so here's the question. Here's the question. If you had to put a percent of completion to the agenda being fulfilled, so all of us living in lines, you're hooked up to the matrix, you you know, you're the the old adage of you being fat, you know, not able to walk, wheeling yourself around if you even move, you're living in the pod. Inside the line, you, it's complete. If you had to put a percentage on where we are globally, I say we're close to the 50% mark. Maybe high 30s, probably mid 40s, 45-ish percent towards being completely uh, consumed by the Great the great Reset being done, complete. What percentage are we? The Wally world, yes, thank you. That's what I was thinking. Yes, 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 yes. yes. The Wally World model. The Wally World outcome, I suppose. Okay. God, this is really depressing. What a depressing topic. If we're all starting from finding black gold, I'd say we are 97% there. You think? 97%. Yeah, I feel like it's bad, man, but I don't feel like it's that bad yet. I feel like there's too much pushback. The The one thing that gives me hope is, uh, is what happened during COVID is people really did wake up. A lot of people, I think they vastly underestimated the number of people who were just asleep. They weren't completely zombified yet. They weren't completely brain dead. They were just like in a deep, deep sleep. And during COVID, I feel like these people finally really woke up. A lot of people seemed to realize like, hey, something is going on. Something is severely wrong. And I don't like this. And it, it was really nice to see. Look at how fast things have moved in three years. Yeah, that's my worry is the speed of things is a worry. But also the 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 volume of pushback, I feel like is increasing at a close to parallel rate to the speed of uh, of the degrading. It gives me some hope, man. Don't I'm the cynic. I'm trying to be hopeful right now. That's why we value family so much. I feel like something it's literally all I have. Guaranteed anyways. Yeah. I mean, family is the biggest thing, man. It's the biggest thing. If people if people truly just like got right with God and and brought back the the actual structure of a family, where men were men, women were women, and they had kids and instilled good values in them. Like a lot of kids. Like have a lot of like Nat, you, you guys are killing it. Have a lot of kids. And and if we made community again, we're like what we do with our discord thing. If we were so blessed to like be in the same area and be able to meet and like do life together, like all homeschool our kids together. And like the whole commune joke that we have, if we were able to actually do something like that, and that happened on a mass scale where other other groups and other states and everybody was doing this, I, I think this would be reversible. My worry is that I don't think it's reversible. So I think we can slow the spread, so to speak. (laughs) It's painful to say, but slow the spread of the Great Reset. But I don't know if it's possible to pull it back. I, I just think it's a matter of mitigating damages at this point. I don't know if we could actually stop it. And even, Nat said, and even at that, things... And even at that thing's awful, even at that, awful things happen every day. Got it. That's why I have to take five minutes break working from home to hug my little baby throughout the day. Yeah, you have to. You have to. We're so disconnected. People are so disconnected. You, ha- you have to. Get away from the screen. Get, get away from all that crap and go sit with somebody and talk. Just talk. What's going on? How how are you? Let's let's talk about these things. That's why I love doing this with you guys. Is like we're it's real stuff. Granted, we're all staring at screens, but it's it's genuine good community. Yeah, I would love to build a community or a commune. I do I what would be better than if we actually got to do that someday? What a what a beautiful thing that would be. I was gonna say cult too. <laughs> I mean, we are a cult. We're already halfway there. We are. We are. I'm going to go call Mike. We already talked today, so he'll for sure answer. I'll ask him for help to purchase the commune. I'm all over this. Everybody start budgeting and shipping in. The co- That'd be so great, man. It'd be so great if we could just commune this up. I said 97% because the industrial revolution started in the mid 1800s. I think 2040 is the ceiling. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But does that really does that really give you a proper timeline like the relation? Couldn't they be different? Maybe not Wally or Star Trek because those are fantasy. Yeah, I don't think it'd actually be like WALL-E. And I, I honestly don't think people would necessarily live in a pod. I, I, I think there are some people who certainly would. But I don't think the average person would let that happen. I, I really don't. I think as humans, we have this innate need to be free. And I think it would just be too hard to do that. I think rather what will happen is what's already happening. And, and that's them making us ask for what they want to give us. So they make everything so good and alluring from, from the seams of it, from the way that it seems so much so that we beg for it. Something like Neuralink, It's being begged for like the, the Apple AR vision goggle things to me, there's no way in hell you're ever going to see that thing on my face. It's not ever going to happen to other people. They're like, that's sick. There were people like camping out to get one. They're begging for it. They want it so bad. They want so badly to be plugged in to their electronics. They want to live in the electronics. So there will be a massive, massive, massive number of people who beg for it. They'll beg to be plugged in. They'll beg to be a part of the system. They'll beg to be a part of the matrix. I, I think, though, that a large portion of humanity will just not be about it. I don't think so. So I think they'll have to figure out some way of doing something like the line, that's 100% controllable, but you have some semblance of freedom. You can get up, you can move around. You know, I, I assume there would be gyms in there. Like you can still feel like you're free and feel like you're active and be strong to some degree so that even the like manly men, once they're broken down and indoctrinated enough, they'll sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice as long as they get to keep this, this, and this. I think it'll just be a trade-off of sacrifice and a very slow indoctrination period. For, for those people on the stronger side. Naysayers get thrown in volcanoes. Not one day. Oh, Scott. Has anyone read Physics of the Future? No. Is that good? TikTok. You guys got to go to YouTube, man. You can't see anything. Physics of the Future by Mikio Kaku. I'll look that up, Scott. Always looking for uh, things to listen to. Now, one day, but only if we call, only if we can all meet in Florida, Texas at least, but coastal Texas, I will accept nothing else. I miss the beach and cars. You will have the beach um, projected on the walls of the line that you live in that is in the middle of Nebraska. But you will feel like you're at the beach. And there will probably be rooms like where I proposed to you where it's all sand and they make you feel like you're at the beach. You'll think you're at the beach. You'll also have AI and uh, the metaverse where you will basically be at the beach. And you will be so indoctrinated that you'll be stoked about it. Ruth said, my brother lives in on an old sailboat in a marina. A pod would most likely be bigger than a sailboat. I love that though. That's awesome. If I didn't go the family route, I, I would definitely do something like that. Go live in a sailboat. Got what is it about? In some, I really liked him, but then I saw him talking positively about weather manipulation. Ghost would know we've talked about it before. Nat said we have a good friend. Oh, geez, Louise, man. We have a good friend who has a bunker in an undisclosed location in case all hell breaks loose. He's the first person I'd call in an apocalypse. Yeah, but here but like play that all the way out though. Here's my thing with the people with bunkers. If something actually happened, like nuclear, a bunker is not saving you. That's the thing I don't understand. Like boots on the ground, uh, you know, militarized police or something like that. You can hide out in a bunker for a while. But if everybody else gets taken out and they take full control of your area, you'll eventually just starve. Like The bunker people, I don't get the end game. What's the end game? And if the if nuclear, you're screwed. You you're, I, I mean I assume now I assume the guy you know doesn't have a a a bunker that would survive a nuclear apocalypse. I assume. Perhaps he's you know, perhaps he's a millionaire and went went wild with it. But I, I would assume that most people with bunkers, like they're not protected from a nuclear apocalypse or something. But maybe I'm just being cynic because that's who I am. Doesn't it seem plausible, Scott, the book? Shut up, Joe. Shocking. Oh, my God. Don't use our engagement against me right now. The windows are screens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there'll be sand on the floor so you can put your toes in the sand. Nat said it sounds insane, but he has weapons, food, everything. He's never told anyone what state it's in. It sounded crazy at first, but now... (laughs) It's, I mean, it's not insane. I just don't know what good those would actually do. Does your bunker not have exterior surveillance, Joe? Mine does. Better have 10 years of food in that bunker and a strategy for waste removal. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like bunker people, I don't think logistically they have actually figured anything out. I think they'll be in the bunker for two weeks and, and, and things will be really bad down there. It'll be real rough down there. This man has lots and lots of secrets. He served in the army, single, keeps himself, keeps to himself. I am both terrified and feel extra safe with him. I mean, if there was someone, that's the guy. No projectiles on the premises, landmines. Come on. Where there's a will, there's a way. All right. Let's see what y'all have in here. Oh, it's just a gif. It linked to the gif. I like that. That's a pretty good one. I've never seen that one. Okay, Tender is going to be another gif. All right, so Ghost posted this. You see. We need to schedule a movie night. Maybe we'll do that this weekend. I'll let me write a note for myself. None of this, none of this, this might not matter. The whole agenda 2030 great reset thing, because we might have a shift in the polls and we might all just go bye-bye anyways. And the reason I say that is because I watched a video on YouTube about it. So it's, it's probably true. But ghost posted this. I don't know if ghost is available to explain it. Ghost if not and you care to explain it, maybe you can post it in a conspiracy or something later. And uh and give a brief explanation because I I don't I don't want to just, you know, shoot fish in a barrel. I I think I I think I grasp what we're getting at, but I'm not I don't want to just guess. So so do that. But it reminded me of the movie. So we're, we're going to do a group movie watching, which we've done in the past. And that was really fun. That was cool. So we'll do that again soon within the next, uh, uh, hopefully the next couple of weeks. And there's something that has to do with like polar pole shifting. And that's why the climate has completely flipped in certain places where it used to be tropical. Now it's Arctic and vice versa. It, it was super interesting. it was really really, really interesting so i we're gonna watch that together as a movie night, so I will try to finalize a couple of possible nights for it, and then I'll post a poll and you guys can let me know what you want to do with it all right, what is the is this just the social and economic yeah okay all right, so yeah, this is the united the United Nations sustainable development it looks like uh yeah contents so that was the link i posted i'll post all the links from tonight in this discord channel too in case anybody wants to look at any of it ruth posted a farmer homesteader guy's channel as a man thinketh uh so it's a short hold on
0: Uh-oh. Why, why, why? God,
1: that's a face on Candace Owens right there.
0: We we developed in moving.
1: One of our passions that we, we developed in moving to a rural area, starting to grow our own food, becoming awakened to the, the food system, is that we want to preserve the diversity and democracy we have within our food system, the right to choose where our food comes from. You know, if you don't think that that system is under attack, um, you you need to open your eyes up. I mean, just look at what happened in the Netherlands and look what's happening all across Europe. Look what's happening all across the world, the U.S. even. And these systems are under attack. There's, There's a massive movement to consolidate Turn people away from traditional foods. Um, these are things that happened to other societies throughout the past to literally take control over the society. Absolutely true. This too, guys. Like on Saturdays, we've talked a lot about the farmers in Europe. That's from this. In case that hasn't been clear, on Saturdays when we talked about that, that's from this. They're they're protesting Agenda 2030. That's what the whole thing is, is them protesting Agenda 2030 because they're they're not allowing them to do their job. They're not allowing them to produce enough food. They're making it economically painful to produce food. It's, it's an intentional famine construction. And that's why farmers are are protesting all over Europe. It's, it's like a wild thing that the U.S. is not reporting on that is is insanely prominent in, in Europe. I'll reach out to him. Oh, he's totally the guy for you. Wait, what? I'm not kidding, I'm being serious. I've been trying to collect military strategy books, survival type books, not mainstream ones, etc. I've literally told you I'm actively seeking out more non-vets to befriend. Oh, he's totally the guy for you. I think Agenda 2030 is a cover up for the poll shift, Ghost said. I'd be interested to hear about that. I know you can't come on tonight, but maybe, uh, you know, shelf that for movie night, I wrote myself a note, so I will post the poll for movie night and we will get that sorted out because I am stoked for that too. That was really, really good. And I haven't rewatched it yet because I'm waiting and I would like to, especially after tonight, but maybe we can have a a brief discussion about your theory prior to the movie. So we can all go in with uh, a little bit of context. I'll reach out to him if he's cool. God, are we about to meet up with the bunker guy? I mean, I'm down. I'm for it. We could watch Satan's Guide to the Bible sometime. Yes, Ruth, I have it. Was it? I think it was you that put it in Discord. I saved it. So I have a list of movie night topics, and yours is, that's the next one. I really want to watch that uh, with, with everybody. Satan's Guide to the Bible. I would love to watch that with everybody. So after we do the video that we're already talking about, the one about the pole shift, the next movie night will be Satan's Guide to the Bible. Ruth posted that in Discord a couple weeks ago, and I, I I watched most of it on two X speed, like I do, and uh, I got a you know an understanding of it. I think it'd be really good. I think it'd be really really good. It'd be really interesting to hear what you guys all have to say about it. Just my trademark wild speculation: the elite gotta gotta know about the pole shift. If the CIA censored the Chan Thomas book, Chan Thomas book, they know. If they know, they knew before we did, that's my logic behind it. So, Ghost, do you think the bunker is being built by billionaires? Do you think that protects them from the pole shift? I don't. I don't. But I could definitely be wrong. I have no idea what they're constructing it out of or, or what kind of controlled environment they're, they're, uh, they're constructing within it. You know. But that's just my, my uh, cynicism and my farmer friend said they're offering farmers $5 a head to register every farm animal for some reason. Well, so they know, right? Inventory. Isn't that good? Wouldn't they want to have full control and know over all of the animals? I don't know. That kind of makes sense to me. I'd love to. Messiah 2030 also factors in. The dates can't be a coincidence. I mean, they can, but you know. Yeah, I mean it it was convincing, man. A lot of that Messiah twenty thirty was it was fairly convincing. It was very interesting for me to uh to listen to that guy of Beatles everywhere in my office. He's just gonna hang out for a little bit. I think they are hedging their bets because they can. Yeah. I mean that makes sense to me. That that, you know, they just do whatever they can to be ready for it. And uh, if it happens to protect them, then good on them. But I mean, you never know with that kind of money, and those kind of resources, relationally, I mean, who knows what they're building it out of some of the bunkers, who knows what kind of uh, environmental systems like they're running in and it's wild. In all honesty though, in a world where everything was nuked and gone, would it really be worth being the only few survivors? If we had enough. If we had enough, I think yes. If you have enough to repopulate, then yeah. If you don't, then no. It's gonna be a miserable, miserable life until you die. It'd be awful. I mean, the thing too is like if nuclear apocalypse happens. You can't eat anything. You can't drink anything. Like, all you have is what was with you in your, in your magical nuke proof bunker. And you, you guys, you just die there. You know, like, there's nothing you can do. That's what I don't get about any
0: of that. You're, you're screwed. There's nowhere to go. I mean,
1: I'd stupidly say yes because I'm terrified of death and have an existential crisis daily. But realistically, I don't know. Why are you afraid of death? You shouldn't be afraid of death. All right, ghost. I'm bringing that up. We're doing good. We're gonna get. We're gonna drop off here in a few minutes, guys. Abkula, or or and Abgal are terms found in cuneiform inscriptions that in general mean either wise or sage. Oh, Mesopotamia. In several contexts, the Apkula are seven demigods, sometimes described as part man and part fish or bird, associated with human wisdom. These creatures are often referred to in scholarly literature as the seven sages. Sometimes the sages are associated with a specific primeval king. After the Great Flood, oh, God, yes, dude, yes. Further sages, so the, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Yo, know, if you got, I've told you guys before, but maybe it's been a while. If you have not read the Epic of Gilgamesh, you are, you are excommunicated from the group. You have to, you have to. It is required reading. Everybody make a note. If you're not familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh, Please get familiar with it. Please, please, please. Further sages and kings are listed post-deluge. The sages are considered human and in some texts are distinguished by being referred to as umanu, not apkula. The term apkula abgal is also used as an epithet for kings and gods as a mark of wisdom or knowledge. The further use of the term apkula is when referring to figurines used in apotropic apotropic rituals these figurines include fish man hybrids representing the seven sages but also include bird-headed and other figures in the late work of barossus describing babylonia the apkula appear again also described as fish men who are sent by the gods to impart knowledge to humans. The first one, Oanus, a variant of Iwana, is said to have taught humans the creation myth.
0: That's right. we got to get into, Meso- into
1: Mesopotamia soon. We've got to get into Mes- Mesopotamia soon. The one interest, super interesting thing to do if you're weird and you get time, read the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, I'll find a few other ancient Mesopotamian uh, works of literature, and then get real deep into the creation story for Christianity. And just see where you go. See what happens. See where you land. It's really interesting. It's really, really interesting to see how some of that... I guess I would just say. They would love to restart civilization in their own image. Yeah, I mean, through AI, there will be a new world religion. I truly believe that. I believe AI is the route of the new world religion. It's the way that we're going to go. They would love to re- restart the world after the flood, according to the myth, something that I laughed at for many years and I'm starting to starting to develop some kind of respect for. Why am I afraid of death? I feel like a bad Christian because I always joke I'd rather be a floating head in a jar than die. <laughs> Maybe I got to learn more about heaven. It's a gap in my faith knowledge. We've covered heaven before. If you look in some of the past podcast episodes, we should, we'll do it again though in the future. We'll do it again in the future. I mean, it's a very common fear. I, I honestly for the for the first time in my entire life, as of the past, probably six months, I've been like having weird bouts of of not not like panic because I don't ever like feel panic, but probably the closest thing that I ever get to feeling some kind of something, something similar to panic. When I think about death, when, when I think about some of like just what I think about, n- not even death, but just not existing in this plane anymore because it's all that you know it's it's what i constantly say over and over again is like humans cannot conceive what we've never conceived we we can't understand things that we've we've not experienced in some fashion so when i when i lay down because it's always at night when you're trying to go to sleep when i lay down and i think of like it's usually after prayer too because every night i pray like on the floor i like lay down face on the floor and I, i pray at night And after I do that, a lot of time, like I'll get in bed with Kat and I'll lay there and won't be trying to go to sleep. And I'll just start thinking about what it what without uh, without being able to possibly conceive it, what will not existing on this plane of reality be like, Like, luckily, I I really do have like very strong faith that I'm not concerned about not existing at all. I'm just it's really hard for me because I'm a control freak to not be able to conceive what my existence beyond this plane of reality is going to be like, like why I can't picture it, why I can't feel it. And I kind of can when, I, when I'm like deep in prayer. Sometimes I feel like I can. When I feel like I'm deeply connected to God in, in a moment, I feel like I can in some way kind of conceive what the other plane will be like. But I mean, it's, it's probably just conflation in my brain. But I, I feel, my point is, I feel what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I don't think it at all makes you a bad Christian. I think it makes you not brainwashed and not brain dead. The fact that you're thinking about that and you fear it is normal. And the fact that you're not like one of these safety blanket Christians who's like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to heaven. Like, stop. Get the hell out of here. It's scary as hell. It's fucking it's scary. The, the concept of no longer existing, the only way you know how to exist is a terrifying thought. If you're a rational person, it's a terrifying thing to think about. I'm so skeptical on that said because it's something we don't have any reliable experience of. We can't conceptualize it, which is terrifying. Maybe a good Thursday subject for the future. Yeah, we'll definitely do that again. That's a good good topic. We'll definitely do that again. I'll I'll make a note to start including it soon. What, What was the one we did most recently? You're dead, now what? Right? And we got cut off. And then we had to do a part two upload, and I had to name it something else. But I think we called it initially You're Dead. Now what?
0: What happens when you die? We should do that again. So I'll add that in to some of the next rounds of of polls.
1: But it's, dude, it's scary. It's wildly scary. It's wildly scary. Uh, of a thing to try to understand. I conceptualize it. The core of the planet is a jar and electro an and electromagnetic jar. How can you conceptualize it though? Like, what do you mean? Or was that your explanation right after? Yeah, Joe, it's freaking scary. They should be a normal feeling. That's what keeps us alive. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it's exactly right. Yes. Agreed. I keep wishing Ruth said I could have a second chance at getting this 3d existence, Right. And I mean, you you do in a way, right? It's just not here. Maybe it's 3D where you go. I don't know. I know Ghost has pretty strict. I I think I think where I'm totally speaking for him. But my understanding is Ghost has pretty a pretty strict, clean view of what he thinks that's all like. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. So you can totally tell me no, you're totally wrong. But that's kind of my understanding of what I've gathered. Is you you at least have some idea of what will be after because of your beliefs about the planet and your, your beliefs about some spiritual things. That's what I've gathered. So tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't have any freaking clue. I don't have any idea. I'm so stuck on this, this, this concept of, of there's no way I could possibly conceive that. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And then I just get stuck in that. I just don't see how we could. I don't see how it's possible. Mikkel, my brain hasn't recovered since meeting Ghost. Yeah, he he definitely goes down some spots. He picks the spots and goes down hard. Heaven, 4D or 5D? Heaven, no D. That's my problem. Heaven for me is no D. There's, there's It's a dimension of no dimension. Because God teaches us the nature of the invisible things by the visible things he made.
0: Oh, we'll save it. We'll save it. I, I get,
1: I get, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Some of this stuff, some of the stuff from the Bible regarding this topic, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll cover this. This will be good. This will be very good. I, I struggle with the, the scriptural implications of the afterlife, and then it just it gets complicated. I'm a cynic is really all it comes down to. Oh man. I read that as prostate at first. Yeah. We all need to go to bed. We all need to go to bed. Yeah. Don't taunt me into a conversation that's severely off topic. Now I want to talk about it, but we'll add it. All right, guys, we, let's, let's roll. Cause we're, we're like totally off in la la land now. Uh, so Saturday, We'll do, sorry, I derailed us again. Did y'all, yes, we did miss you. I'm very glad you're back. And you need to quit posting pictures of your baby. It's it's seriously offensive to the rest of the babies on Instagram. It's, I feel bad for the rest of the women on Instagram who have babies that are just God awful and ugly in comparison to your chubby cheek child. It's a it's a wonder of the earth, your your child's face. Uh, so Saturday night, we're, we're doing our news thing. She really is the cutest thing ever. Uh, we're doing our news thing uh, a lot happened this week again similar to last week so it should be pretty fun and then i will post a poll for next thursday actually this week i had a hell of a week and i finally on like tuesday i'm like screw it i'm just going to pick this because we should all be aware of what's going on we should all be on the same page even if we ad- even if we disagree but on the same page and so i just did it but th- this week i'll post the poll like normal i will include what happens when you die Or, or, you know, what is heaven like or something? I'll, I'll word it in some way that I hope YouTube doesn't get upset about. And then, and then, and then, and then movie night, I will also post a poll for some potential dates. Honestly, now, because we do Saturday night and we do Sunday night, I think we're either going to have to cancel one of those, or we'll have to do it on like a Monday through Wednesday. Or maybe Friday night. Maybe we do a Friday night. I don't know. Basically, I'll post a poll with every day of the week. And whatever you guys pick is what we'll do. And if it's Saturday or Sunday, we may have to cancel Bible study or or the news and culture thing. We'll just see. We'll see. But I'll post a poll for all that, too. And we'll see what happens with that. In case any of y'all are interested, this is not public yet. But there is a new Discord. There is another Discord. So I put the backstory on this real quick is I posted something on Instagram last week and I essentially said, like, hey, I'm going to ask you something weird, but if you're comfortable answering, I would appreciate it because I'm trying to get kind of a, a, a grip of how big of a problem this is. So I, I said, if, if in the past seven days you've engaged with pornography in any way, or you've engaged with some kind of content, to get a sexual rise out of yourself, whether you touch yourself or not, if you have engaged in content in order to be sexually gratified with a release or without a release. So I left it very open. So looking through Instagram models counts and doing nothing. Just looking through for a sexual rise. I said, if you've done that in the past seven days, if you're comfortable, send me a DM and just say, I have. And so I, I got, you know, 12, 15 came in, 20 came in, 30 came in, whatever. And then a couple of days rolled and then it was over 150. And then by like Tuesday, it was past 300 DMs of people just saying, I have, I have, I have. Men, women, everybody, teenagers, adults, older people, everybody. It just completely blew up. And with those, a bunch of people asked, like, do you know of a support group? Is there... Is there, is there any support group? Is there something, do you know of anything? You know, I, because I, I'm very honest about like the fact that I, I was heavy in porn for a very long time. I had like a severe problem with it. Like probably what is normal, I guess. Probably what is normal. But it was like, it was a, it was a routine. It was like a normal part of my life. It was like engaging in garbage content. And it was something that I was able to fully get away from. Uh, and so people know that. So they asked, is, you know, is there anything like that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And so finally, after so many DMs and stuff, I, I did something I shouldn't have done because I'm already stretched very thin and stressed the hell out all the time. But I'm like, look, if, if you guys keep DMing me and let me know you need somewhere to go, you need some kind of support group or community, I'll set something up. I can't, you know, I can't commit to it fully. I can't whatever. I'll do the best I can. I'll pay for it. I'll do all that. So I did. Um, so that's here. Uh, I'm trying to find some people to be moderators for it because genuinely I don't have the time for it. So I'll, you know, I'll pop in and out very briefly, but like my my free time is dedicated to our group and I feel like I'm finally putting some actual decent time in there and I'm not willing to take away from that really. So this would be like a very very small engagement from me. But if anybody else is interested in basically running this group, uh, you know, moderating and just the staff end of it please let me know like DM me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And just let me know. Like I said, it's not public yet, but it, I, I think I'm going to put it up tomorrow. It's basically ready to go at this point, but I'd like to have at least one person to kind of like keep eyes on thing. So just let me know. And, uh, and that's that beyond that. I think, uh, I think we're good. I think we're good, but yeah, it's wild. Joe, are you still looking for mods for this? As a woman with experience here, I'm interested and happy to help you. Oh, my God, I love you. Yes, please. Please, Nat, please. You are the queen of new creation. So here's the fun thing, y'all. Here's the fun thing. So the invite link, Nat, so you know how to get there. You can go to koinekitesis.com. That is new creation in Greek. And that will take you to the invite page. I haven't put this out anywhere, so I'll do that if you're going to you know, go on as a mod. But that'll take you right there. The non-Greek way to get there, you can just go to newcreation.club, and that will be the same thing. It'll take you to the same link. So newcreation.club or I I didn't want to make it call like porn recovery group. So people can have it on their phone. So I'm like new creation. That's great. So you, you got new creation dot, or uh coin, a new creation in Greek. You can give out that to anybody now. Um, as soon as I, I pull you in there or once you join that uh, and then let me know. And then I'll, I'll make you i uh, I'll put you a staff. Cause that's like above moderator. So you'll be able to do other stuff too. And then um you can give out, I would just give out new club, And then people can just join that way. Cause nobody knows Greek, but the domain was open. So like I had to get it, you know, I feel like I had to get it. So there's that, uh, and, and anybody else, guys, you if you know somebody that could benefit from that, um, I mean, obviously like it's a problem, you know, it's a problem for a lot of people, people need help with it. It's, uh, it's rough. It is ruining the world in my humble opinion. But Nat, thank you very, very much. So you and I will work together. And then if we could find maybe one or two other people, like no rush though, because obviously there's no one even on it. But at some point, if we can find another person or two. So when when you're busy and I'm busy, we got a little bit of help, that'd be fantastic. But having a woman there is would be amazing. So thank you very, very much, seriously. Massive love and respect to you. That's awesome. You just saved my ass. That's been so stressful the past couple of days. I was telling Ghost the other day, like, dude, I'm stressed. I'm stressed about this. I bit off more than I could chew again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Nat. Seriously, I really appreciate it. All right, y'all. Anything else? Burning desires. You got 30 seconds. The lights are going off. We're out. Otherwise, I love y'all. And I will see you Saturday. We'll get movie night set up. We'll get Thursday for next week. Pull out. And Bible study like normal, we're in 1 uh, Corinthians, if you haven't been with us, and it's probably the deepest of all deep dives because it's, it's just the book I've studied the most, so I'm very nitpicky about it. So it's good stuff. Gotta go cuddle that cute little baby of mine. Have a great rest of your week. Fam, love you. Yeah, give the baby love for us.
0: She, she's, cr- she's criminally cute. It's, it is a criminal thing.